I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, Scotty Boy here with The Beef, live from the chill zone, <laughs> bringing you the only podcast we can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. Happy Independence Day? We're big America We are. Heads. It's true. Over here at the program. Mm. And uh, yeah, we were just listening to that fucking, the AFV theme. Can we get a second of that? Oh, sure. This might be my favorite song that's ever been released. I think it's up there. It's a fucking... <laughs> Oof. Like we were saying, like this takes me immediately back to like sitting on the couch, mm. waiting to watch a grown man get pelted in the nuts and yes. have... Uh, like <laughs> The best show with the best theme song. Let's go. To me, I know you're a Bergeron guy, Yes. But it lost me when when Saget was off. My sugary cereal. I'm a complete pro. Sugary cereal. Yeah, he's way too polished. He is a very... That's why he gets so much host work. Because he's just like, I can be this guy and do things like this. It was fun sort of hating but also loving Saget. Yes. Years later, too. I actually, in English class in the sixth grade, I wrote a report about why Bob Saget sucks. How dare you? And I know, and I regret it because I met him like in my 30s and he was a class act. Yeah. Truly. He's got some bits. I feel like people still give him the like, do you know that he's like really vulgar and stuff? Uh, it's like, yeah. Yes, he's a stand up comedian and he happened to get a family friendly show as a job in the 90s. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. Might have even been like 1989. That was a while ago. I feel like I heard someone doing that bit recently and I was like, what year is this? <laughs> is this still happening? That would be, what's a good example of that? Like, that's almost like a, what's the word for it? Like an urban legend, not an urban legend, not like a MacGuffin. I'm trying, like, mm. I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's- A red herring? That probably doesn't apply. Uh, no, <laughs> but it's, I wish it were. It's one of those things that like people talk about that is you've heard it before and it's just repetitive and it's not cool or interesting or I'm sounding like a dope. Okay, what the fuck? It's Independence Day weekend. We're- Preparing to fire a primary weapon? God damn it. Do you want to watch that Pullman commercial? I do. Oh, my God. Folks, if you haven't seen you this. Let me cue that up. It's It sucks. I'm going to play it here. Budweiser and Bill Pullman have teamed up to do a muggy Good afternoon. Independence Day speech. In less than oh, a week, God. we hope to fire up our grills. I and shut it off at fire up our grills before. Celebrations in the history of the United States. Hey folks, it's me, Bill Pullman. The United States. Haven't gotten work in a while. Those words have new meaning for us all today. Do they? Like what? This place is where like black people get beaten up and we handle the coronavirus worse than anywhere in the Northeast. Him doing this commercial is even more embarrassing than Independence Day Resurgence, which was yes. a like catastrophic bomb of a sequel. That everybody hated and nobody remembers. I don't like Bill Pullman. I don't like you, Bill Pullman. 
at this fourth yeah and i hate when people do the like pullman or paxton confusing thing it's like who's great and he's dead yeah leave them out of the same sentence just because they're both bill p exactly that's it I always hated that bit. It's like Paxton is a fucking legend. Pullman's like a sidecar extraordinaire at best. <laughs> yeah. Now he's doing COVID stuff. He's going on. Should I keep it? On. Should I keep going with it? Yeah, for okay. another second, just because I feel like he gets more into the Independence Day stuff. Yeah, they find. They did my least favorite thing where. They're like, hey, remember your favorite movie from the 90s? It's back, and it's a commercial now. <laughs> like with Wayne's World and all those other things. Hate this. Huh. The 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But it's the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will fill the sky with so much light and freedom. This was this supposed to give everybody chills, and it's not landing at all. No. I'm picturing Randy Quaid Together, watching this in like a stupor. They're like, thank you, Mr. President. Oh, this is embarrassing. You really hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, I hated that. It's I just... shut it off at Fire Up Our Grills. It's such an excuse for an ad. Go for it. Huh. Ugh. This country stinks. Yeah. <laughs> like, enough. I've and I hate Budweiser, too. It's like, go forth in America and drive your pickup truck into a tree going 80. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. <sighs> it's okay. That just so. put me in a bad mood. Like, that Ooh. bummed me out. Gets bummed out. I mean, let's get excited. Let's talk about some birthdays. Let's do some celebrating. That is always a fun and i have a shitload of them this week because i think Ooh. i forgot them last week so i have extra where's my birthday tune i can never oh, find my birthday music it's like it's buried deep at the bottom of the list there it is all right what do we got <clears throat> a lot of happy birthdays this week first off we're gonna say paul thomas anderson friend of the show is 51 Ooh. hey now ariana grande is 28 Ooh. pop singer Ooh. and pete davidson's ex oh yeah Fucking got in there. Yep. Chloe Kardashian, yep. uh, Miss Piggy Lookalike is 36. Yeah, I fucked her too. Me and Travis Barker fucking oh. did a whole fucking thing. It was fucking. Toby yep. Maguire is 45. The best I, Spider Man. I agree with that, actually. JJ Abrams is 54. The worst dude ever. <laughs> yes. Vine celebrity King Batch is 33. Wow. So you may want to rename the worst dude ever. No, I stand by it. Jeanette McCurdy uh, of iCarly fame is 29 and was not in the new iCarly's. Aubrey Plaza, friend of the show, is 37. Hey, thanks for like the birthday wishes and stuff. Whatever, bye. Enemy of the show, Elon Musk, is 50. Wow. Larry David is 74. I saw that. We got a... That's a big one. LD, I mean, legend, inspiration, friend of the show. He's working on a new season of Curb. Can't wait to see it. I heard a Jeff Garland interview that was very uninspiring on Tim Dillon. Oh, and the Nickelodeon television show Doug turns 30 today, Ooh. or this week. Killer tofu. Very expensive. Douglas. Yeah. Hold on, folks. Indulge us while we do five minutes of Doug bits. That's all I got is Douglas. That's it. I mean, I'm trying to think of other beat songs. Killer Tofu. Banging on a trash can, strumming on a streetlight. 
That might have been lyrics from the same song. Folks, remember Doug? Wasn't Doug fun? That's kind of cringy, those lyrics. <laughs> Doug was written for us when we were nine. Uh, yeah. They'll probably reboot Doug any day now. I sure <clears> hope <throat> they don't. Um, I think, to be honest, the top stories this week are... People are going on and on about Britney Spears. Can yeah. I just... Can I have a hot take about that? You want people to leave her alone? Well, no, I actually don't care at all. Leave her alone. And like, I feel bad for her. That stinks, you know, mm. whatever. But there's a lot of people in worse situations. Very difficult situations. And I think at the end of the day that she is mentally ill. Wow. And I think all the people in her orbit are controlling weird and are also probably some level of mental mentally ill. Mm. I don't know that and she's I'm, mentally ill. I've, maybe she's got it together. I feel like she has all the markings of someone with bipolar disorder. And I heard somewhere that it was a diagnosis. I mean, she is a celebrity and was probably driven mad through a variety of means. And she did have that very public unwinding years ago, but maybe she powered through. I don't know. I, my point, I guess, is not whether or not I can guess what's going on with her, but mm. more that I just don't give a fuck. Mm. I really don't. Like, there's a lot of people in a lot of worse situations. Like, it could be worse than getting locked into a billion dollar house. Yeah. With all that dough. Like, okay. Yeah, it, it could is, be worse. It is a weird thing where, like, she's th- a rich white lady. There's been several trials, and like, she can't get her father like out of her business dealings. It seems like odd. It's like, just get him out of here. Like, what is? Yeah. That's the my point. Just get him out of here, and then we can stop hearing about it. So free Britney. So I don't have to listen to it anymore. This is. A story that I thought was even more serious. Mm. Salma Hayek says her boobs won't stop growing well into her 50s. Here I come. <laughs> what a miracle. Uh, I actually saw that too. I know. They, they have a little timetable here. It well, does... she's just getting fatter. It's not <laughs> like her, her face got fatter too. How dare you say that, Poppy? She, I always compared her to Penelope Cruz. And I think Penelope Cruz is better. Mm. Like, she is. They played sisters in uh, the Steve Zahn vehicle Banditas years ago. <laughs> and yeah, they do look very similar, but Salma Hayek's obviously quite chestier. Juggy, yeah. Mm. Um, and she does lean on those a lot. She's always, when she shows up in a movie, she's never like not showing off the goods. I, remember, I mean, they're good goods. I feel like I jerked off to From Dusk Till Dawn when I was a kid. That scene of her like yeah. dancing around with the snake on the bar. Very spicy scene. That's ruined by Quentin Tarantino being there and like he like like sticks licks his her tongue foot out at some and, point. Yeah. yeah. What's up with the fucking feet? We've done this, but enough. Yeah. I mean Salma, I hope you get it under control and they like stabilize at some point. <laughs> I'm concerned for her. Quite frankly. Speaking of babe, juggy babes, I should say, uh, Megan Fox actually went on Instagram this week to remind everybody that she is bisexual due to Pride Month. She wanted to, she said she is putting the B in LGBTQ for two decades. Don't trust the B in LGBTQ. <laughs> it's a reboot of that fucking show that nobody <laughs> remembers. Oh, I remember it. He's in. I remember I was in the middle of watching it when I was, I believe that came out around the time I was in California and I was in the middle of watching it. And then I saw Kristen Ritter at a yoga class and Ooh. she's like six feet tall. Mm, I didn't realize. Interesting. And not related to John Ritter. That's a shame. Hmm. 
But yeah, she's a babe. So is Megan Fox. Yes. What a big announcement. Since she's bi, maybe they'll get together. Oh. And do, you know, the B is now standing for bisexual, not bitch. And Machine Gun Kelly will just be sitting there like, ah, 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 cool, man. I, I used to kind of jokingly say I was in on him and then I've like read some of his tweets and just watched him get interviewed. He's just a dullard. Yeah. There's really, there's nothing going on with that guy. He does seem like something of a dope as it happens. Yes. <laughs> he has a couple cuts. Are we hating yeah. on him because he got Megan Fox? I try to avoid that. No, I can hate on him for other things. Agreed. Yeah. He's always, I don't know. He's out to lunch. Do you remember the show Corey in the house on Disney? Corey in the house. I'm going to say you do based do. on that. That was a hot, hot series. Starring friend of the show, Kyle Massey. Mm. He is now, has been arrested allegedly for sending explicit uh, pornographic videos to a 13-year-old girl. Corey. Corey. What do you think about that? He goes off the grid for like two decades and now he screams back into the zeitgeist with some child porn charges. Yeah. How does that sound? They're going to reboot Corey in the house as Corey in the big house. I was hoping you'd get there. <laughs> He's going away. I saw the wheels turning. I was just like, this is going to be good. Landed it. He's back. It's like watching a plane go. Uh, what do you worry, think I'll... about that? Do you think he did it? I'm going to say yes. Wow. Can I, I mean, say yes? <laughs> I don't like to speculate, but in this instance, I will. I think he did it. How dare you? Corey, how could you... How would you, and how should you? You've been spooching with everybody. Yeah, that's... It's so gross. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. I feel like it's like every week there's a new celebrity that's like super gross. And I feel like a lot of them have ties to like old Disney shows or something. There's, I feel like there's a lot of child stars yeah. like up to nefarious seedy things like at the moment. There's that whole James Franco settlement happening this week. Like, yeah. Yeah, he had to pay like over $2 million to... Yeah, 2.2. To hush up people. Uh, I guess he like pressured girls into doing sex scenes and like his weird Fargan. art movies back in the yeah, day. Yeah, when he was a professor at NYU, yeah. he had like a student film project and I guess he made girls have sex with people and on camera and now he's paying them all off to, I guess, avoid getting in trouble and maybe someday he'll get to work again. Ooh. Not very professional, James. Maybe make the disaster artist too. Mm. Lisa. You're tearing me apart. I saw, I mean, we got a little Fast and Furious news. Aside from the fact that we're still just in the glow of Fast 9. We, we saw are. it last week, reviewed it, loved it, the whole deal. Haven't seen it again yet, although it is, it's on my mind. Even though there's some hot new releases this week, including Boss Baby 2 and uh, the Forever Purge and stuff. But uh, Vin Diesel said that the finale of the Fast and Furious saga is going to be Fast and Furious 10, Part 1 and Part 2, and will begin filming in January. Psyched. And can't wait to see what kind of title they cobble together. I love that they're like, it's a Part 1 and Part 2. It's not just two sequels. <laughs> it's one super mega dope finale. Split up two ways. Did you see the box office numbers for Fast 9? The movies. Were they juicy? 70 million. Biggest opening since Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. 
Thank which was pre-COVID. <laughs> Thank you very much. I thought I'd just swing by and save the movies real quick. I love Vin just crushing it. Like <laughs> those movies, like people like goofed on them and everything, but like they're doing really well. Hell yeah. All of them. Yeah, I actually, did you listen to the big picture podcast about Fast 9 where they go and they rank all the Fast and Furious movies? I didn't because I downloaded it before we saw it and I was saving it until after we saw it. Then I forgot about it. But tell me about it. It's it's decent. Uh, Shea Serrano was on, who I like, and he has some pretty good takes about, he's a fan like we are of yeah. the Fast movies. And... The other people on there were, I think it was like Chris, not Chris Ryan. It was Sean Fennessy, who's not really a fan. I think he was just kind of- He's like half in. He's right. good. He's good. He knows a lot about movies, but like their takes, I kind of agreed with Sean Fennessy's takes and that's it. Like he put, Ooh. he holds Fast 7 in a high regard or Furious 7. Thank you. And he puts Fast and the Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious as his number one, which is, I agree, the, the original. See, that's respectable, but I mean... He ranked Fast 7 or Furious 7 not quite where I wanted it to be, but he like he did speak really highly of it. And then, I don't know, they all kind of shit on 8 and 6. I like how they shit on Hobbs and Shaw, too. And Hobbs and Shaw. Anyone who like puts Hobbs and Shaw in the like positive ranking of the thing, it's like, you don't get Fantasy it. Fantasy said out. he didn't hate it, and that's where he lost me. Garbage. Like, if you didn't hate Hobbs and Shaw, you're not paying attention. Yeah. And speaking of Hobbs and Shaw, this is another example of why The Rock is a buster and Vin is dope. The Rock's new movie that he announced, it's from the Hobbs and Shaw writer, Chris Morgan, who like he's, Morgan? who he like stole away from the Fast franchise, I'm learning. He wrote like the first six or seven Fast movies and then went and did Hobbs and Shaw and split off the family. And now he's like in that team and they have a new writer. With the Hobbs and Shaw sequel? Yeah, well, I guess they're going to do that at some point, even though they shouldn't. But the movie they're working on right now is a mystery Santa Claus-themed action-adventure movie called Red One. And The Rock says, it's not just a movie. The hope is to tie this to holiday branding and business ventures. It's like, could you be lamer and like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be Santa and I'm already talking up like the fucking tie-ins we're going to have with... Probably my stupid tequila company and this and that. Why does everybody love him? I don't is know. what I want to know. Like, where's that coming from? Like, because he's just like big and fun. I don't he's think not he's a fun. very good actor. He seems all he really cares about is just like marketing and money, which I get. But that doesn't mean I have to like you. There's never he's never really made a movie that was that good. Yeah, every ever. movie he makes, it just seems like calculated. And it's like, oh, that's the kind of movie that you would be in. Right, like and, and like he's making these decisions on purpose. Yeah, like the memes online. He's wearing like the same outfit in every movie, doing the same shtick. It's just I've, I've had enough. Oh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, movie that hasn't even come out yet, and it's already slated for a sequel. Him as Santa, like bull, fucking puke. Santa movies, aside from the Santa Claus, which I mm. thought was fun in the moment. I'm on my lunch break. <laughs> bad santa's great actually yeah fuck that's two. oh yeah that's i thought that's two. what you said no bad santa and the santa claus i'm gonna say those are both great uh, <clears throat> and that's just that probably that's just because i like billy bob thornton and tim allen a lot uh, there it is i got it back yes i don't know it's just like what i'm thinking of fat man that mel gibson santa Oof. movie we watched last hall around the holiday season it was yeah. bad most holiday movies rub me the wrong what's way. your favorite christmas movie 
Is it bad Santa? Probably for me. Yeah, that's an easy like home run one. Christmas story. Dude, have you ever seen Elf? It's fucking mad funny. When people talk about liking Elf because they know I'm a movie person, I'll just go, yeah, it was cute. Yeah, that's a fair, yeah. I think that's like about as nice as I can be. Because it is decent. It's just been like done to death. There's a couple of lines. And we got a little Boston filming news. Oh. We were talking last week about David Hyde Pierce filming some sort of a turkey in Quincy. Now we got John Hamm in Boston spearheading a reboot of the 1985 comedy Fletch. He is the star and producer of that film, I guess. (coughs) Excuse me. I don't like the original Fletch. Yeah, I don't know who asked for this, and I don't know why they're fucking bringing this garbage to my city. But what does it have to do with Boston? I don't recall the other one being Boston centric. It probably won't even be Boston in the movie. It, they'll probably it's probably just cheap to film here or something. Yeah, we still have that tax break. But yeah, I don't. Those are movies. No one talks about the second one. But every once in a while, people will be like, "You've never seen Fletch?" And it's like I've seen like half of it. It was kind of boring, and I don't know. Chevy Chase is necessary in Caddyshack, and that's it. I I don't like him in anything else. He had his moments back in the day. At this point, he's like notorious for like everyone hates him and he's like a curmudgeon on sets and will just do work and like a Bruce Willis, like I'll pop by for a day, give me as much money as you can type deal. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, I feel like they're in the same category of just like old dough counting dickheads who just have been in the business for too long and like don't want to retire yeah did you ever hear those voicemails between him and dan Harmon when he was i've heard of them i didn't listen to them they're hilarious and you really get a glimpse into like who chevy chase is as a dude listening to his scandalous voicemails to the creator of that program but yeah fletch and the bean i don't know i'm not really jazzed for this i also john ham is a leading man that big cock (laughs) (laughs) just put that on the poster uh i love john ham but how you doing it's like the meme of him as the madman guy in front of the sign Mm. and his dick is on the poster or something i don't know big rod (laughs) and they also released the trailer for the sopranos movie the many boondock saints of newark (laughs) which is coming to hbo max i think early fall sometime in the next couple of months Hey now. What the fuck? You're gonna fucking learn my fucking backstory. It's a fucking prequel. Do we have high hopes for this? I think the trailer looked good. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. It was a little like... I don't know. I definitely... I should have watched it again. I thought that... Michael Gandolfini looks like he did a decent job as young Tony. Yeah, he's got the DNA for it, literally. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I'm worried about it, even though I thought the trailer looked cool. I mean, it, the show was so perfect that it would be almost impossible to live up to that. So I'm just hoping they put it over the, the plate, and it's and it's solid 5 or 6 out of 10. Yeah. I hope they put in a bunch of, like, <clears throat> cheese ball prequel bits. Like, there's a scene where Tony's, like, you know what, I think I fucking like OJ with some pulp, not all the pulp. <laughs> Him like having as a kid. Stuff like that where people can be like, huh? Ah, ah, ah. I like just fan service. Yeah. 
I wonder how much of that they'll do. Cause I imagine that they're like, it's going to HBO max. They're probably trying to pull in subscribers and new people that are 23 years old and never even saw the show. Mm. Maybe the, I don't know if their goal is to get people to watch the show now, but yeah, if you haven't watched the Sopranos yet, just do it. It's the best. Like I've said before, I would pay thousands of dollars to be able to start fresh and have no clue what was going on with the Sopranos from episode one, season one. Best show ever made. That's all I can say. When is that out? October 1st? Sometime in the fall. I think it's October 1st because that's my birthday. So I remember noticing that. Oh, this fucking guy. We're going to have a fucking party at Satrials for this fucking guy over here. What the fuck? Nothing to eat but cured meats and yeah. olives. And veal parm heroes. And we'll be talking about his new movie, No Sudden Move, later in the program. Oh. But Stevie Soderbergh making the news saying that he's thinking about making another Oceans movie. He famously did Oceans 11, 12, 13, and had nothing to do with Oceans 8, which uh, should be stricken from the canon, I would say. But yeah, you think we need another one? You think we need another one? Is that... You think we need another one? What? Who? Okay, what? okay, we'll do another one. <laughs> I'm doing the bit from Ocean's Eleven. Where he's? You oh, think we fuck. need one more? He gets it. I didn't get it. I'm sorry. It's fine. I was trying to find Laser Cut. I mean, there it is. Got it. And I think I said at some point when Ocean's Eight came out, even though it was awful, if they wanted to like merge the teams and do like a super movie and leave Aquafina on the Oof. sidelines, I didn't even hate Ocean's Eight. Reveal. It was bad. I mean, it was better than 13. What do you think? No way. 13's good. No, I'm joking. 12 is the one that... 12 is sloggier than 11 is... 11's great, 13's great, 12's a little... 12's the artsy, slow one, but that's still way better than 8. 8 was a turkey. Call or, me the Night Stalker, or whatever that guy's name is. Yes. The Night Fox. Laser cut! This is another one of my favorite songs. We're playing all my... All this Scotty's is like... This, I was going to say, this is like Scotty's greatest hits. <laughs> We're back. What next? Like, oh, I got another one. While we're doing Scotty's greatest hits, this is a sleeper. Ooh. That you may not even remember how much you enjoy it. How you doing? This is a big Scotty cut. And if you've oh, never shit. heard this, this is In the Meantime by Space Hog. Wild Space Hogs. Mashup. This is, uh, yeah, this is a classic 90s jam. Speaking one of my favorite one-hit wonders, this band. They had no other good songs no. at all, but, but yes. Speaking of 90s rock, they're making a Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots biopic, a company called Dark Pictures that I've not even heard of. Wow. What do you think of that? that I feel like that'll be interesting, because he had a pretty wild run. I bet they'll cast, like, Caleb Landry Jones as Scott <laughs> Weiland, and they'll get an Oscar for it. <laughs> I started out joking about that, but at the end of the sentence, I was like, this is a great idea. <laughs> this is, I, think I they can't think of anyone better. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, Anton Yelchin could have done it, or somebody... Wow. Like, the like pale, kind of redheadish. Yeah. Yeah. They'll find someone good for that. That's a biopic I would watch. Yeah. His story's wild. Like, he overdosed a million times. He was in two really, really big bands. Like, yeah. I feel like he dated a bunch of babes that I can't even think of. I bet they breezed through the uh, Velvet Revolver years no? in the biopic. I, I love Velvet Revolver. Like, a <laughs> few of their songs. Yeah. They have some good, some nice, solid butt rock. Yeah. I keep moving the table. This is stressing me out. What the fuck? I mean, did you see that Amazon is buying the podcast Smartless? Who, who, Amy Smart? 
I podcast mean, about uh, the butterfly <laughs> effect, I mean, and that's it. That I would actually listen to. <laughs> Smartless is a podcast with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Oh, okay. Weird trio. I'm a big Will Arnett and Jason Bateman fan. Sean Hayes is a bit much. But Amazon's buying their podcast for $80 million. And I mean... None of them need that, but... Yeah, like all these celebrity podcasts getting bought for outrageous sums. When's someone going to buy our pod for... $800. Yeah, for like a very modest, reasonable sum. It's it's outrageous. And I don't I, think there's a price for me, like for, for us to be taken over and someone else has to you know, curate what we're allowed to discuss <laughs> and be control so, it. And like, I can't do Hank anymore. That'd be so funny. That, like Noah's Arcade presents enough. <laughs> I'm Garth on the couch. Just like, I'm having fun. I'm having a good certainly time. certainly does suck. I mean, I, I would embrace it. I'd love it. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, give me a number that I would have to give it up for. Like that we each get. Yeah. Turkey heads hit us with some numbers. It would have Just to be like, what would you do it for? $50,000? Yes. You'd give up the whole... Oh, I wouldn't. I would not. Well, I mean... Think about that for the rest. Like, we yeah. Conceivably, we can do this podcast until we're dead. Because it's not like we're going to stop watching movies or get lives anytime soon. Kid. So that would mean the rest of this of the run of it, we have to have some stiff telling us what we can and can't discuss. I, I'd lose it. I'd get so... And he, what's he going to sit over there? Or are we going to be in a regular studio? I'd get a big head immediately and just demand everything. And it would become like a biopic-worthy meltdown <laughs> that people would just be like, wow, he really fucked that up. Huge dough count. <laughs> like, holy shit. But yeah, I mean, email us at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Send us an offer. Yeah, make us an offer. See what we got. I mean... What do you think about heading down to the book corner for a hot moment? Uh, I'm in. You're reading the book already? If it's the book I think we're talking about here. I actually haven't gotten my copy yet. It just didn't arrive? I thought I ordered it. I guess I didn't. Because I checked my Amazon and I totally didn't. Did but we talking... put the order in? No. Oh, boy. Yes. Mm. But we're talking about the new book from Quentin Tarantino. What are you doing? Which is a novelization of his movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that has a bunch of like extra scenes and he added stuff. And this is the first time he's, you know, made a novel out of one of his books. So it's like a big deal. And it's funny because normally when, a, like, when people are like, oh, the book was better, <laughs> it's the book came out before the movie. So you, you're classy when you say that. In this instance, I don't know what to. I want to. I think it's a cool idea that a lot of other directors are going to start stealing. Yeah. Like I could see, you know, like Soderbergh or somebody else churning out a little novelization of something. Mm. Have you read any of it yet? You no, got your cup. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the right moment when I've had like 14 cups of coffee and there's nothing happening on my phone and I have nowhere else to be, which is almost never. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that will ever happen. <laughs> I need like the stars to align to be able to even open a book. Well, I am doing, I got a new coffee table for down here and I'm going to set up like a little, like the love seat over there. And, and I figured that could be like a good reading area mm. if I ever am so inclined, but we'll see. No. But yeah, I'm excited to get it. I like how... 
it came out immediately in paperback, and it's only seven fifty. So it's just like, which is cool. It's yeah. just very casual. It's just like, yeah, I'm sure he spent some time writing it, but he's like, this is a novelization of my movie. Like, here you go, just check it out. And uh, yeah, he was talking about it on his Joe Rogan appearance, which I thought was very enjoyable. I listened to all of that. I also listened to him on Marin. Yeah. And what was the other one? The Big Picture. Yes. He's making the rounds, as they say. And he's, uh, you know, he's a character. He's an interesting person to listen to. And boy, oh boy, does he like to talk. I noticed he told a couple of the same stories on, like, all three of the pods. The Dan Aykroyd story? Yeah, that and one other one about a movie. I was just... He said it in, like, the same way. And because I listened to them all basically in a row, I was like... Yeah, the Dan Aykroyd one was kind of glaring. I was like, ah, you know, we heard that already. It's a good story. Don't get me wrong, but... I... I gotta be honest with you. I loved Rogan... I got a little bored on um, the Marin one. He and Mark Marin. I don't know if you heard any of that. Who are your guys, Tarantino? I don't love Mark Marin, dude. I find like his interviewing style. I don't love. He talks too much. Yeah, and I think he goes like so esoteric with almost everything he discusses that it's like, what are we even talking about? He's one of those guys, people praise his interview skills, and it's like, I guess he's okay. He's just kind of like, asks questions, and like, you know, the they just roll with whatever they're talking about. Yeah, that never made sense to me, how he got so big so fast. Yeah, he like, was like as big as Rogan. I mean, Rogan's kind of adult, but like, I think Rogan's a great interviewer. Yeah. But I, Marin's... I don't know. I like him. I, I, I think he's he's funny and interesting. And yeah. I, I've listened to his audio book and I've learned the show a million times. I've watched his stand up. That being said, like, I don't like he got Obama as he was the president. Uh, like, yes. I don't. Uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess what I don't the, get it. What the fuck? Yeah. The, what the fuckers? Are? And he always spends a lot of time on like they're growing up. And I always think that's the most boring. It's like, so tell me, like, where'd you grow up? What'd your parents do? Like, he just asked, like bullet point like interview questions right i don't know i don't think the origin story is interesting for anybody yeah certain people it is but i don't know i feel like that's a question where a lot of people just like fizzle out and they're just like yeah this and that you know it's kind of like a non-starter but uh yeah tarantino he had a lot of interesting reveals he said that al pacino uh, al pacino's dad was named Sal Pacino? I thought that was fun. <laughs> that bit about, because uh, Tarantino's dad ran off on him and so did Sal Pacino and Al Pacino. So mm. Tarantino and Pacino, them like doing a, something together, like they did a movie together or something. Oh. Just so that they could get the name on the marquee or at least on the cover. Yeah. Them like sort of being in the public eye based on who they're related to. I thought that was fun that he owns Max Cherry's Powder Blue Seville. They're pretty good. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And also Tarantino revealed he has a pod coming out. That I will listen to with him and the video store guy. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Episode one, the (laughs) N-word. Just? Yes. Episode two, feet. Episode three, the N-word part two. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so on and so I'm forth. dialed in. No, but he was... Me pulling up outside a Blockbuster, putting my gloves on with this song playing. 
I laughed so hard at that bit. It was... Mwah. I sat, I thought of it when I was sitting up. This, folks, is a song from the movie Jackie Brown that we were just discussing. Max Cherry is a character from that. And in that movie, he, Samuel L. Jackson, pulls up with this song playing when he's about to kill another one of the characters. I won't spoil it, even though the movie's 30 years old. And I used to, and I pulled up outside of Scott's work when he was at Blockbuster, and I sat out there for, I was early, so I think I sat out there for like 20 minutes waiting for you, planning this bit, and I had the song, it was on a CD, and I had it paused, waiting for you to come out, so I could do the bit. Wow. That was very much bit dedication. Yeah, that's a movie-worthy happening. I love that it was outside Blockbuster, to boot. I picked you up outside of Blockbuster to go drive around and do nothing, and smoke weed, like... Countless times. I mean, I the good this, old days. Yeah, this paints a beautiful picture of uh, the turkey heads at a younger age. That's our origin story. Yes. God, Blockbuster. They'll be back one day, won't they? Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. People just going back to stores. I'm surprised they don't do some sort of like kitschy hipster type thing where it's like people, you know, because people buy records and stuff. Mm. There's there's a way Wolf? to there's a way to do it where like it's also a craft brewery <laughs> and you go and you get a DVD and you return it. I don't know. He has a keg full of fucking dope ale and a copy of the Boondock Saints. Kid, have a goo. Speaking of turkeys, Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham are already actually they're already done with their next turkey and it releases in January. They came out with Wrath of Man. Not too long ago, and they already yeah, have another That's still up for 20 bucks. Yeah, they, they have another one in the can. I guess Wrath of Man was delayed a year because of all the nonsense. Mm. But their new movie follows a spy who must stop the sale of a deadly new weapons technology. Stars Statham, Hugh Grant, Aubrey Plaza, and Carrie Elwes. And Zep, Bu- you Zep, you bastard! And Bugsy Malone. Is that a person? Yeah. Bugsy with a Z, which is kind of fucked up. I mean, this seems like a Guy Ritchie movie. You got Jason Statham there. You got He's a in silly most, plot. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like something, I guess. I don't believe I've ever enjoyed a Guy Ritchie movie. Kid. Even Snatch, even Lockstock. Like, I don't, I'm out. I, yeah, I like some of them, but he's way overrated. And especially these days, like, he did that live action Aladdin I feel like a lot of people aren't even aware of that. You're wearing your Aladdin shirt in honor of it. I am. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Religion. I remember, who was I speaking to the other day? I can't recall. I think it was a client. And they said, um, I really enjoyed that movie, The Gentleman. And I just like, I went blank. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. I, I also enjoyed it was good. Yep. the Loved major it. motion picture, mm-hmm. The Gentleman. Yes. Matthew McConaughey. Good stuff. I didn't turn it off just 30 minutes into it at all. <laughs> staring. Oh, we did shut it off, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... He's one of those guys... I think he gets hired a lot because he can just, like, get a movie to the finish line. Most of them stink, but he must, like, come in under budget or something. He's they, efficient, I'm sure, yeah. They keep hiring for all these. He did that King Arthur movie that I guarantee Oof. no one in North America has seen besides me. Saw it in the theater. And... He did some other stuff. He's just, he's out to lunch. Guy mm. Ritchie needs to be reined in. Make another movie with his ex-wife, Madonna, perhaps. <laughs> and did you see that The weekend 
is set to star in a new TV show for HBO that he's co-writing and executive producing with visionary director Sam Levinson, who you might remember from uh, <laughs> Malcolm and Marie, the Netflix movie. Marie! I don't know. I, I can't do it. Fucking <laughs> is my mac and cheese done? No one on earth has talked about this movie since the week it came out, and that's how it's going to be a few for the people, rest of time. A few people made jokes about it winning an Oscar, which yeah. I, I loved. Other than that, I have not heard mention of that movie's existence in since it was out. Yeah, literally, like it just blip. It's gone. Uh, there was a lot of weekend news this week. There's apparently now there's rumors that he is the one dating Angelina Jolie, not Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, wow. They, saw, they were seen out on a date. What a fun mix-up. They're like, is that Johnny Lee Miller? Nope, it's The weekend. <laughs> we were wrong. We mi- mixed it up a bit. Johnny Lee Miller, a balding white man. <laughs> the weekend, a Afro-dreadlocked black gentleman. Hell yeah. But yeah, his new HBO show is follows a female pop singer who starts a romance with an enigmatic L.A. club owner who I'm sure will be played by The weekend who is the leader of a secret cult. Oh. Doesn't sound great. No, he'll probably do the whole soundtrack too. I do like his music. But yeah, I can picture this show being all like, like eyes wide shut, but with him and it's all muggy. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not jazzed about it. And we got to talk about disgraced comedian, actor, Slash, I think a bunch of other stuff. Bill Cosby was released from prison this week for some sort of a fucked up reason. I guess they took another look at the evidence and determined like, you know what? I think 77 women are, are just lying, I guess. Oh, I'm, uh, oh, I'm really God. happy to be here again in studio. Oh, and my God. I, I know that I have been out a few other times to come into the studio, but that's, this has really been my only social engagement for the past year. Yeah, a lot of people are wondering, Bill Cosby's a free man. Like, what is he up to out there? And the answer is... I'm not raping anybody, I promise. He came down to the chill zone? No rapes. I mean... None. I have not been to CVS or Walgreens to get supplies to fill the trunk of my car with Sudafed. I mean, Bill, that sounded kind of specific. The fact that you said that makes me think you might have done that. I would never do that Uh, because I am innocent and I'm out of jail and I am Felicia Rashad. I appreciate you coming to my defense. Yeah, Bill, you have... I mean, it's tough to believe, but some people are in your corner. I saw that Ice-T tweeted something along the lines of, Oh shit, the boy Bill Cosby is out. It's going to be a hot boy summer. <laughs> I lost it at that. That was hysterical. He's funny, man. He's, yeah, I feel he like people got really angry at that. He deleted that almost of course immediately. He, did. he probably yeah. got pummeled. It's fun to see a tweet like that pop up. So you can just look at all the comments under it. Just like a sea of people like, dude, dude, what? I wish I was big enough where, like, for me, like, when I have, whenever I get reported on Instagram, I get nervous. Like, is this going to be my, like, am I going to lose my whole account? If you're a huge celebrity, they won't, they won't take your account away because it's more advantageous for them to have iced tea or whomever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I got an account. Look out. And yeah, the fucking Cosby getting out, huh? Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, he definitely did it. 
let's just <laughs> he definitely did it. yeah and it's it is outrageous they're like oh the most like prolific famous serial rapist of all time you can go like why don't yeah, you just go ahead get on out of there everybody's drawing the, like back to britney again everyone's drawing that comparison like britney can't be free but let's just like who gives a shit those aren't the same thing he's a horror a horror show and that's something to be outraged about but there's no comparison there his freedom and her lack of freedom are not on the same yeah. planet they're different different situations different we don't know the facts about either of them mm. what we do know is that he basically had, he did admit it right like he he, he pled guilty in the beginning i don't know but I they think, i think he pled guilty someone correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that he pled guilty and the reason that he got out is because they determined that it was an insufficient amount of evidence or like it was a mistrial mm. so it's like it's not like he didn't say yeah sure i did it it's it's, it's I, I don't know he should not be out <laughs> i'm gonna release a book called if i did it just like oj talking about like how he would have gotten the pills into the drinks yes but yeah do you think he'll Maybe team up with Kevin Spacey, make that like disgraced guys Avengers movie. I always like to <laughs> hypothesize about. It could be fun together. Like Chris D'Elia as the wild card. Yeah, and then even he gets edited out at the zero hour. Oh, they cut him out anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would. I would. I like I've said. I would go see Bill Cosby do stand up. I would go. I mean, I was never the biggest Cosby guy. He's just. I don't know. Just. He's like a big storyteller and stories aren't great. Yeah. Or maybe just his stories aren't great. I don't know. And it's tough to defend him in this hour. Yeah. Also 50 cent came to his defense <laughs> with a deleted post where he said, my son, Bill beat the case. Those hoes be tripping. LOL. Check out for life on IMDB TV, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like a, a dazzling post for several reasons. You're coming out defending Bill Cosby and promoting your TV show that's on IMDb TV. Really just stunning behavior. Does IMDb TV... Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Shit, man. Does IMDb TV exist? I'm gonna fucking give Bill Cosby a fucking... His own book of power. He's gonna get that fucking fourth spinoff. Shit, man. Um, What'd you think about that? <laughs> I'm actually 50. I'm glad you're here. And Shit, I wish you man. and Bill had been here at the same time. It would have been good to get you guys together since you're yeah. you're supportive of one another. Where the fuck did he go? Hopefully not anything too fucked up. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he didn't do that, though. He's fine. It's chill. Hot boy summer. <laughs> yeah, shit, man. I figured I'd drop one of your, your songs yeah. here. Yeah, this is one of mine. 50. Hey, I noticed you're wearing a really large ha, ha. Uh, platinum chain. That's right. Is that something that you would share with Bill Cosby? Like maybe get him a platinum chain with like a pill on it and a, and a little glass? Shit, that sounds kind of fire, man. Do you have a guy that could make that for him? I or? absolutely do. We're working on a whole new line of Cosby bit merchandise. We're going to do Cosby sweaters, but make them into like summer vests. It's going to be fire. Uh, like you can wear it, would it, like maybe like a bulletproof vest. Shit, man. I could have. How fucking, about that? I could have fucking used one of those a couple years ago. Ha, ha. Can you show us your Shit. scars? Shit, man. Check this out. Those See are pretty impressive. Yeah you, yeah, you got yeah. shot nine times. That's right. Nine times. You ever see my movie, Get Rich or Die Drive? I actually did, and believe it or not, I think it is your performance in it is underrated. It's one of those movies Shit. that people don't talk about yeah. it, but you, I think, killed it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, I'm going to fuck off later. All right, Fifth. Ooh. Always great to talk with him. 
Wow. Good guy. Can't believe he's going all in with Bill Cosby in such a... Yeah, he's really leaning in there. He's 50s in the news all the time with dumb stuff. Hmm. He's out to lunch. Hopefully they don't come back for a while. They're both fucked up. A couple of silly gooses. Yes. You got any more news? I mean, I wanted to mention that friend, producer of the show, Sam Plizzy. Oh, Sam A. Got a... He got some Duchovny love. I saw that. On social media the other day. I was floored by this. Yeah, he's a friend. And you saw that organically, like on David's Twitter? Yeah, or I think... No, I think I saw it because he retweeted it. Okay. But I was still just like, look at this. Someone we know hobnobbing with Agent Mulder of the X-Files. Pretty sweet, huh? Yeah. Well, they're actually... Sam, our producer, works with David and will tour with him when he's promoting. So whenever the new, because David did just come out with a new single, I'm going to play a little bit of it here. Hell yeah. Uh, They're going to be touring together again at some point. I don't know the details, but when he's in Boston, we'd love to have Sam and David sit in on the show. Yes. And his real passion is producing enough. He sees working with David Duchovny as something of a hobby. It's like a lark. This right. is this is the, the this is where you know that that hour he spends every week listening to our trash. Yes, um, this is a song by David Duchovny and his band called "Nights Are Harder These Days." That's his new single. Damn, it can be found on Spotify and Apple Music. And as far as like actors turn rockers. I think Duchovny's got the stuff. I do too. I like this, actually. He's way better than like Kiefer Sutherland or all the other ones who do that. I can't... Ernie Bach Jr. Yeah. I can't think of any... There's a bunch. Duchovny's good. He's got like an Eddie Vedder thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, interesting singing voice. And you can hear that it's him, which I like. Yeah. He's not putting on a weird effect or anything. It just sounds real. Solid. I like this. And I wouldn't just say that. I would have just not offered to play it on the show if I didn't like it. I would have just said, oh, cool, and pretended it didn't exist. But I like it. It's a jam. Once again, it's called Nights Are Harder These Days by David Duchovny. It's on Spotify. Get the stream numbers up. Folks, nights are harder these days. Am I right? I haven't not been sleeping very well. So for me, definitely. I haven't either. It's been actually a horrible problem all week. Me too. (laughs) Melatonin. I woke up last night, like, I'll wake up and my arm hurts, the broken arm. It's like I sleep on it and then it goes asleep. And mm. it's like a, <sighs> it's been a lot, I must admit. But it'll be all right. I can, all I have to do tomorrow is take the cats to the vet. Ooh. So I can maybe take a nice nap. Nice little Saturday. <sighs> nice and little Saturday. As if things weren't bad enough. Have you seen those two clips they released of Space Jam 2? Here I come. <laughs> Which comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, I think I watched the trailer and hated it. They released a couple scenes that I watched just because everyone was like skewering the shit out of them. One of them is Porky Pig doing a rap as the notorious P.I.G. How dare you! It was all a dream! <laughs> and the That's other, so dumb. And the other scene is they recreate a scene from the original Matrix with like the grandma character and Speedy Gonzalez. And it's just like such a dated, stupid bit where they're like making fun of bullet time. Like it's 2002, you know, the slow-mo bullet thing from Matrix that every movie ripped off. Yes. They're like making a joke of that. It's just like, (laughs) it's 2021 
there's a new Space Jam movie that exists for some reason where they're just bidding like old WB movies from. I hate the product placement, or not even product, but the, the like self promotion. Exactly, it. it's just stupid. Yeah, it's like the member berries from South Park. It's literally, just like member this here it is again, and they don't even add anything to it. They're just like they redo the scene, but this time it's with Looney Tunes characters. It fucking drives me insane <laughs> that this is what passes for like a movie these days. I really just can't believe it. And if you think we're not going to review Space Jam. A new legacy when it comes out you're wrong yeah think again because even though it might kill me we're gonna watch it and i'm gonna get all fired up about it but um yeah what else do we have here i mean i want to mention that dave season two is kind of letting me down a little bit me too like i new episode is up i haven't even watched it yet yeah i kind of bummed me out a lot to be honest yeah because I think we talked about the premiere being like, it was different, but kind of good. And now it's in like a, we got a classic case of the sophomore slump. They're going a weird hands. direction with it. Like, yeah. With like the Dave and the producer being gay together. Like, I don't yeah. know if they're actually homosexuals, but like they're like touching each other's penises and their mouths. and Yeah, like doing weird jackass bits. Being like, whoa, like we're just so whack. It's like, what is? It's not doesn't make sense it doesn't go with either of the characters no so it just felt like they wrote it and then thought what if we did this yeah it's just like somebody else wrote it like maybe okay maybe dave bird did write it Mm. you know i don't know i should look at the credits it just it's losing me i loved season one the new season like if they started with this season i'd be like this show's bad and i'm gonna bail but i mean it's just making me wish atlanta was back already because this really to me feels a little derivative of atlanta in the first place hmm but yeah, hopefully he, you know, it finds its footing or whatever. I'll keep watching it. We watch everything on Earth. And a couple shows got canceled. I don't know if you want I to saw that. Those. Yeah, I got two of them. What do you got? The Jamie Foxx show on Netflix that <laughs> nobody on Earth even knows about except for me called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. <laughs> got canceled, unfortunately. Manifest on Netflix. I think, or Netflix picked it up. It was on NBC. I think. So it may be off both. I'm not sure. I think that's one of those shows where like a bunch of people disappeared for years and then they're back suddenly. That's my least favorite kind of show on earth. Like the reverse leftovers? Yeah. It's like but uninteresting and bad. Yeah, like the 4400 or the Oof, return. I shut that. There's a bunch of shows that have that exact premise and it's just like, yeah, that would suck. That would be weird if people were gone and then Some, suddenly back. A person I used to work with really complimented me because I heard them talking about a TV show and I, would, I was like, what are you guys talking about? And they said, oh, you have good taste. You'll probably not enjoy it. And they're talking about the 4400. <laughs> so I've always associated it with that. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm, That's I'm a good TV guy. Even they saw the TV tattooed on my arm, maybe. I don't know. TV guys. NBC's Good Girls was also canceled. Which I, think, I had already given up on it. So I love when that happens when I'm like all in on a show and then I lose interest and then they cancel it and I just feel vindicated. I'm yeah. like, well, see, now I don't even have to go back. Like it's like you a part canceled of me, it. Yeah, there's like a part of me where I'm like, am I missing out? Mm. But now I know I'm not because the yeah. story just dies. I think some people have recommended that show. I never got into it, but I mean, bunch of clams laundering money. Like it has its moments, but you it's know. got Jugsy Malone from Mad Men. And Matthew Lillard, who is yeah. a huge, huge inspiration for both of us. Thank you. I don't know. Watch Scream instead and Mad Men. Speaking of Scream, 
Maybe we take a break and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. He's in. talking about putting a brick through the other guy's windshield. I'm talking about taking it out and chopping it up. <laughs> Hell yeah. I thought I'd take you by surprise with that one. <laughs> He's back. Folks, we just watched The Tomorrow War, a brand new Amazon Prime movie that was supposed to go to theaters, but because of all the what have you, it became a prime ridge. Hmm. Got a little summary here. A family man, played by Chris Pratt, is drafted to fight in a future war where the fate of humanity relies on his ability to confront the past. Ooh, mysterious poppin' summary right there. What what is he confronting? I don't I don't think I got that. His, yeah, well, his the, lack of relationship with his daughter or something. <laughs> My fucking daughter. Um, I liked it. Yeah, this is like a. I did. A fun, like, a movie people would say, like, turn your brain off kind of sci-fi action mm. movie kind of deal. And I did. <clears throat> Kid turned it right off. I thought my favorite part, and, you know, I have the new, the Sonos Arc speakers, or mm. soundbar, should I say, the has sound? the Dolby Atmos in it. Mm. And a lot of movies don't have that in it, or they don't record with that, whatever. I'm not even really sure how that works. Like if that's a, you have to record with special microphones and then it's, is it a post-production thing? I'm, I really don't know. But some movies, mm. they just have that little seal when you sign on there and, or when you put it on the menu and it's, it always excites me. And I'm always more inclined to enjoy a movie when it's on the big TV with that sound. Mm. And this movie did not disappoint in terms of that. Like, as we said, like the sound of the guns, everything. Yeah, we watch a lot of stuff down here in the zone. And yeah, the sound... The gunshots, all that, it was really popping. I was mm. noticing it too, and I usually don't notice the sound as much as the visuals. Scotty's mm. a visual guy. I like both, but for me, the things that really grab me about a movie are the sound, whether it's the score, the music, the needle drops, or the actual effects, and also like just characters and dialogue. Yeah. But this movie, we should talk about the cast. Chris Pratt is the lead of this movie, who I'm usually not bowled over by. Mm. Like I like him in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but every other movie, he's like the star of his... I don't know. He hasn't had like the best run, although... I mean, the Jurassic World movies are popular, but I don't think they're particularly strong. But I changed my tune on him the other day when I heard him on Doughboys my favorite podcast from Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell is making his feature film debut in this movie. Mm. So they did a bunch of like promo leading up to it. He had Chris Pratt on and he seemed very relatable and fun. As I was saying earlier, all it takes for me to change my tune <laughs> on somebody is to hear them like tell one good joke and be nice to someone else I like. And I'm like, you're the guy now. Well, if you think about it, that's two big things. Yeah. Because most people aren't funny and most people are dicks. So for him to be funny and a nice guy to someone that make, that you give a shit about, that's that's a big move. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, 
Mike Mitchell, he's, you know, from Quincy. And they had a big article about him in the Ledger the other day, the hometown paper with the headline, Mike Mitchell is Quincy's action star, which I thought was really charming. And I know uh, it meant a lot to Mitch. He's a big Quincy guy. He always talks on the show about stuff from around here, even though they live in L.A. now, and it bothers everybody who isn't from around here. And yeah, they had a bunch. As I said, they had Chris Pratt on the show. They also had Sam Richardson on Huge fan. Who's also in this movie, and he's like a scene stealer in this movie. Yeah, he's having a moment right now. He's got, as we said, the new season of I Think You Should Leave uh, Tuesday Yep. with Tim Robinson. He has this. He has The Werewolf Within, which is also up on VOD right now. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be talking about that next week on the mm. show. Werewolves Within. Wow, this cat is wilding over she here. She loves messing up the show. <laughs> She's. I'm not really sure why. I think she's trying to get to the disco ball, which seems quite impossible. I like her lofty ambitions. There's no way you can reach that, you side cat. All right. But yeah, well, let's, let's but forget it, about your cat. But he's he's doing great, and which is awesome because Detroiters obviously didn't really go anywhere. I, mean, I think you should leave. Does very well, but mm. I would imagine most people don't even, you know, some of the better sketches he's a part of, but people still don't look at that as his show yeah it is he's great i feel like he's about to pop off and yeah he's in two major movies that came out on the same day and the huge show he's on and then another show on hulu as well yeah i don't even know about that i just saw someone mention it's his time Mm. much deserved sam richardson and mike mitchell elevate this movie to like way better than it should be Yes. Legitimately, not just because I'm fans of them. I actually thought they were like great in this movie. Both very good. And I, I think that they're, uh, they, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the kind of movie that if you didn't have the right comic relief, it would be terrible yeah. because it could have been like a Jamie Kennedy or something. Not that he's that terrible, but he's about it. He's not good. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody like him in that role would have just made it, would have slowed the whole movie down, would have made it less fun, would have made the jokes not land. Yeah, and they're like all the comedy. Every time right. they need a bit, it goes to either of them. I mean, there were a few, disappoint. like J.K. Simmons threw out a cl- couple of clunker lines, and I love him, but he's not funny. No. So I think a few, the movie obviously was written, not maybe not necessarily by a comedy writer, so I think like some of the lines, you know, they, ele- yeah. as you said, elevated. And we should mention this is a time travel movie, which can be spotty. Not they, my favorite thing. But I like how they didn't bog this one down with too much like explaining. That's always a huge mistake. <laughs> they they kind of just like get right into it. They're like, yeah, we're time traveling 30 years into the past to recruit soldiers to fight in this war that we know we lose. But they, they don't waste too much time being like, well, what happens if this, that? It's just like, you get it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's like shoot some wacky looking aliens. And the aliens, you were saying they're kind of like the quiet place monsters meets what Stranger was the meets? things. Yeah. With that me- like Demogorgon, Gorgon, whatever look. Yeah. I think every, like I said, every sci fi movie has kind of stolen a little from Alien. Yeah. Like forever. There's even a little edge of tomorrow in this. Yes. It's just like a wacky, scary looking, tentacly alien 
with like a crazy face and a bunch of teeth. Well, and in terms of Edge of Tomorrow, it's not just the aliens. It's the whole like just the pacing of it and the premise and how it's just like, ah, what am I doing here? But now I'm a hero. Yeah. And like they're bouncing back and forth in time and they're repeating the same. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but. Yeah. You mentioned Starship Troopers at one point. I got a big Starship Trooper vibe. Which I wouldn't have thought of, but that is a good call because, yeah, it's like a, a sea of these bug creatures. There's some cool, like, action money shots. That's some good effects. Mm. Overall, decent flick. Yeah. Mike Mitchell is great. Sam Richardson is great. Every time Mitch is on screen, the movie really pops. Yeah. So let, maybe we'll get him on the pod. He can yes. do a wrap-up about it. Yeah, we should give this out of five forks like they do on Doughboys. Five Let's out of five. give this a rating. <laughs> Mitch's performance is five out of five forks, undoubtedly. Mm. Maybe with some extra tines thrown in for good measure. And I must say, though, it did this thing where the movie essentially ends, but then it keeps going for another like yes. 20 plus minutes. Hey, Mike it, Mitchell's dead. They need to get... <laughs> so they should have just ended it. Once oh, right. they, Oops. <laughs> like, nope. they should have got us in the editing room on this. We would have chopped like an hour out of this and turned it into a, a lean masterpiece. Well, we were loving it. It yeah. was like fun and great, and they were shooting the guns, and it was loud and fun, and and then out of nowhere, it just sort of like quickly slowed down, and then like maintained this pretty monotonous pace throughout, and then like wrapped up nicely. Yeah, it had a rough middle. And I don't think it's just because Mitch was absent. It was just, you know, movies, uh, they dip a little bit. But it kind of won me back at the end. Mm. It was some dopeness. And yeah, it's weird that this movie's like two and a half hours long. It doesn't need to be. I don't know why it is. Like so many movies are long to the point where I just don't get it. Don't Wouldn't they want movies to be shorter? Like, if a movie's an hour and a half, they can have more screen times when they show it in theaters and things of that nature. Yeah, I didn't really even think about it that way. For that reason alone, I'm surprised every movie is in, like, 78 minutes. <laughs> I just don't... I don't get it. Well, I mean, I think people... We've talked about this before, but I think people appreciate a tight movie where mm. there's no fat on it. And I don't know. There aren't enough of them anymore. I think a lot of movies are going over too. And I think it's like they're trying to do the Scorsese thing and or the Tarantino thing. And it's just like you're not either yeah. of those guys. There's 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 fat on this movie. Most, it's not good fellas. Yeah, most movies have such blatant fat. Like I'm in the middle of watching a scene for the first time and I'm like, this is fat. They could have cut this. This is nothing. <laughs> right. When you're just blatantly bored and you look into your you're just staring into your phone and then something loud happens and you look up and you're like, I wasn't even looking over the phone at the screen. I was just <laughs> all phone. Phone guys. But yeah, that is the Tomorrow War. Now Loved on Amazon it. Prime. Mitch, your star. And what else did we watch this week? Um, ooh, another hot new release. No Sudden Move. Mm. A new HBO Max vehicle from Stevie Soderbergh. Steven. Who is, I'm a fan of, but he's mm. kind of spotty, especially lately, which I was glad this movie was good because he needed a hit. This was Out of Sight meets Barton Fink. Ooh. Or <laughs> something like that. I totally got Coen Brothers vibes yeah. from this movie. 
in like it's like a 50s crime caper type movie with a cast that's just like it would take forever to list them all but everyone who pops up in this movie it's like oh them this is great but the main people, great cast you got Cheadle, you got benicio you got uh Heavy Brendan Fraser roaring back onto the scene. Not in heavy as in there's a lot of him. <laughs> heavy as in he's gained about a hundred since George of the Jungle. I'd like to think he did it for this role specifically. <laughs> but yeah, he also has that Darren Aronofsky movie coming back. Brendan Fraser's back. We're in the Fraser songs or whatever the fuck we Isn't want to call it. Isn't he in a Netflix show too? Probably. Put him in everything. There's some superhero show where he's having sex with some lady in the beginning. Oh, yeah, that I think that's on HBO Max. What is that called? Some hero show. Either way, he's in it. Yeah. He's fat, looking good. I like Brendan Fraser. He's Fraser. Great. But yeah, this movie, Steven Soderbergh, he does a lot of... Uh, he shoots movies in like interesting ways. He did two movies shot entirely on the iPhone and another movie... In some other messed up way. This one is like through a fisheye lens. Yeah. The, I know. I thought it was distracting. It was. At first I was like, this is super cool. And then it started bothering me. And then he kind of stops doing it at a point, which I thought was a smart And move. then it came back, like just for a little, for yeah. one scene. And like, yeah, I don't know if he was doing that to add to like the 50s aesthetic or what was going on. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, this movie, you know, it's a cool caper kind of movie. There's like, they get hired to do a job. The job goes wrong. There's a lot of people involved, moving parts, double crosses, all the good stuff that you like to see in a movie like this. I can't, David Harbour's in this from Stranger Things. I can't look at him and not think of his drunk Golden Globes (laughs) Globes speech where he's like, and then strike down bullies. Yeah, I forgot about that. Clearly, like, he thinks he's killing it, and then, like, Winona Ryder's face is so humiliated. Mm. That that I love. I'm surprised everyone doesn't have one of those, like, TD award show meltdowns. Just getting all, getting all excited, all jacked up on the microphone. I yeah. can't take him seriously anymore. He, like, ruined himself for me. I can't wait till I do that at an award show in 2029. When we win, like, a... I don't know. What's the <laughs> what's that like fake award thing that like you have to pay for that podcasts get like the the not the potties? <laughs> that, that something like that. And the award for hottest turkey goes to the turkey boy. For the first 25 minutes of this movie, I thought a different actress was Julia Fox and I was going on and on in my head about how bad she looked. I was like Julia Fox looks terrible. Yeah, you were like, "Wow, she's I can't believe how much she fell off." I was like, "That is Amy Simetz." And then I saw the real Julia Fox, and I was like, she doesn't look great either. I was hoping I'd be relieved. I think they, they tried to downplay her babeness. Also, I think she was pregnant while they were filming this movie. They tucked her big and heavies in and her big, sizable butt. How you doing? Uh, Don Cheadle roaring around in an Indiana Jones jacket. Tired of John Hamm as a cop. These are some of my notes. Cigarettes. <laughs> I got to wear 1950s clothes like... Uh... In Mad Men, it was, it was very it's not a terrible Don Draper. Ooh, he's in. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just like he's great and I like him. I'm just I'm tired of it. And I, there's what is it? This, the town kid, and then <laughs> he's he's someone I never buy. I'm always just like, here's John Hamm acting in a movie. <laughs> like that's why he was good in that uh, terrible decisions of Todd Margaret because he just was John Hamm in that. 
Oh, did he actually play himself? Nah, but like, it's just so mm. meta, whatever, that it you didn't feel for one second as if he were trying to be somebody. It yeah. just was very much like a sketch to him. Yeah, I really like him on Mad Men, but for some reason, every time I see him in a movie, he just, I don't know, takes me out of it for whatever reason. It's probably his giant cock, <laughs> which I've mentioned at least twice this, this <laughs> podcast. I mean, you got Ray Liotta popping up, getting the shit kicked out of him, which is something he's really good at. It's in a lot of movies. I always love seeing it. I prefer Goodfellas Ray Liotta where he's doing the shit kicking. Mm. I don't like to see him get his ass kicked. Ray Liotta. (laughs) Like an autumn squash. (laughs) But yeah, this has, you know, good caper, gangster stuff. There's some fun shootouts. Out of sight meets... Ooh. Not Barton Fink. What's that? Miller's Crossing. That's out of sight. Mwah. Meets Miller's Crossing. Mwah, mwah, mwah. What meets, a meets. meets. What a fucking meets. We there's got another over one. Here. There's something else, but those are the two main ones. Yeah. And out of sight is actually a Soderbergh movie. Matt Damon is the best part of the movie. I, I thought. Gonna, I was gonna say, would it even be a Soderbergh movie without a surprise Matt Damon pop by? <laughs> the line that I loved is when he says that like making money is like a lizard's tail. I cut it off, it grows. I go to sleep, it grows. Like yeah. he just doesn't give a fuck that he's writing off $300,000 or whatever. Yeah, I liked seeing him playing just like a good old fashioned business dickhead type yeah. dude. He was good. Matt Damon really is good in everything. Yeah. I mean, your former flatmate. Yes, it's true. My roommate. <clears throat> and also, For those that don't know, maybe I'll tell the story someday if I haven't already ooh. in episode, this is episode 126. I'm sure I've talked about it before. Yes. Maybe we'll save that for Patreon, baby. Oh, we really do need to make a Patreon. Just collecting yeah. $5 from Monty every week. <laughs> it's just a, a slush fund. So what, what, what can Monty we, yeah. to us. The end. <laughs> Frankie Shaw. Looked yes. good. Smell. She's had a lot of time to work out considering the, <laughs> she had her show canceled for a reverse Me Tooing. And I also got canceled <laughs> mildly. Yeah, and that fucking, the guy from Predator who. Whom? The bald black guy who's like, I'm gonna have me some fun. I'm gonna have me some fun. Oh. He played like the old grizzled gangster. The big in this. lips. Yeah. Yes. I think his name is Bill Duke. Incredible. Yeah, it is. Good Good pull. I can't even remember the last time I've seen him in anything, but I was like, you're pulling the guy from Predator out of retirement? Love it. Yeah, this movie is solid. I, I gave it three and a half out of five letterboxed, and you know so what? did you. I did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's No Sudden Move on HBO Max now. It's the new Steven Soderbergh movie. Probably the cheatliest movie streaming at that this was my moment first in time. Note too. <laughs> Cheatly. And we also checked out a little movie that goes by the name of False Positive. If anyone out there listening has watched this on Hulu Ooh. and understands it, give me a call. Yeah, or let us send know. us an email because we don't get it. We're a couple of dullards who need someone to walk us through this artsy, dreamlike thriller that I actually enjoyed, despite yeah. not getting the thrust of the story at all. Yeah, I, I like, was completely confused. Yeah, this is a movie, Alana Glazer from Broad City, who I'm a big fan of. She's pregnant, married to Justin Thoreau. They go to Pierce Brosnan, who plays a 
like newfangled kind of doctor mm. who helps people get pregnant who are having difficulties. And, you know, it's, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I'd call it more like a thriller. There's with, tr- like trimmings of horror. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's definitely a psychological thriller. I was kind of getting David Lynch vibes from this movie. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. Love to hear it. Yes. But it, and I was getting some laughs from this movie. It's one of those movies that, you know, I it, it gets to by on like the stars and the, the tone. <laughs> <laughs> the tone. But I didn't love everything about it. I got a meets. Ooh, you got a meets? Hit me. I got a meets. Mandy meets Mandy? mother. Mandy meets mother. Okay. I can dig that. Cause yeah, the it's not a, like a home run, but it's close. It's yeah. something in terms of just like the effects and like the gore of it and like the blood. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But mother, like Aronofsky's mother, just the weirdness and the like surrealism of it. Yeah. That just didn't. The movie doesn't really make any sense, which mm. is why I'm like our our cry for help of of somebody sending us some sort of a proper summary. Please. I thought that the score was really ominous. And it just like yes, the tensions cool elevated throughout. And it's like I was waiting for something terrible to happen based entirely on the music. Yeah. It was funny because you were texting me like, I need to Mr. Question Man you about this so bad. And then I was watching and it's like, I need to Mr. Question Man you. I, I mean, don't, I don't even know what happened here. You know, I'm never going to be able to take those questions <laughs> and know what to say. Kid, you know what's up. Um, Justin Thoreau really is so handsome. Huge <laughs> fan. Yeah, I like he's probably like twenty years older than Alana Glazer, but But they worked. Yeah, it didn't like look ridiculous. No. He really does look like Yeah, he still looks like he's in his thirties. His hairline's pushing back a little bit, but it's been that way since the nineties. That's just his hair. Yeah. So like he his face has not aged. His clothes, he's hip, he's handsome, he's in shape. They don't have a good bathroom to do coke in. The guy in the next stall has anything to say about it. <laughs> Um, it's making me want another season of The Leftovers. Mosquito Coast is Ooh. not holding me over for my Thoreau fix. <laughs> wow. If you, if you didn't just mention that show right now, I never would have thought about it again for the rest of my life. Did you watch any of it? I watched, we talked about it. I watched the first two and was like, this show's great. And then I just right. forgot about it entirely. I watched all of it. It sucked. Oh, like the whole season? Every minute, minute oh, of shit. it. Yeah. It's not great. Wow. I forgot. I think Lucy liked it. I, I don't know. I, I liked him. And then there's a scene, and spoiler alert, Ooh. there's a scene where he gets like a gun to his head and he pisses himself. And I'm like, he's the cool, like handsome, tough, like I don't, <laughs> he pissed himself and it just, it, this ruined, I can't watch. it ruined it for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see my guy peeing his pants, like a big, like a big wet dipe dipe on his, on his crotch of his jeans. You never watching a Justin Throw movie ever again oh, because he pissed his me. pants in a movie. <laughs> it was so disheartening. Like, like oh, I'm come done. on, man. Yeah. But yeah, the, despite not getting it, still enjoyable. And if you check it out, it was fun. You'll probably have a little more luck with it. And I think we need more Pierce Brosnan out there. Is what this movie made me feel. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. He's great. I like seeing him playing against Bond type. He's something of a bad guy in this movie. Yeah, and he's good in that zone. He's good he as like a, a semi bad guy. Yeah, like I can't see him taking over the planet, but I can see him being 
the foil to the hero, like in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. He's good as the bad guy who, like, is still charming. So you're wondering the whole time, like, could he be a bad guy? Could this even be possible? Right. Like, do I want to root for him just because he's so good looking and cool? Yeah. But I shouldn't, right? That's what he does in, in movies like this. So he's good. Alana's good. Justin's good. Movie's okay, is yeah. the way I would say. That's my summary. Yeah, check it out on Hulu. It False is free. Positive is the name of this film. Also, Alana Glazer co-wrote it. Oh. Gotta throw some extra props for that. Nice. And it was an A24 movie, which... Oh. I don't know if this was like going to go to theaters or what the deal was, but... Solid. Mm. Check it out. And I thought we'd also talk a little bit about the new AMC show, Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Bad title. Awful title. I feel like it's holding the show back because when they promote it, they obviously can't use the F word. So it's just Kevin Can. And then it's like a scratched out thing himself. But this show is a really interesting one to explain. The show starts out and it's like a CBS sitcom where you can tell they're on a stage and it has like a laugh track and the whole deal. And it's really like, you know, like, oh, this is like all these other shows. But then, and it's about this woman and her husband who she doesn't like and all these sidecars. But anytime her husband leaves the scene or she leaves the scene and it's just her, everything about the show changes in like a second and like it turns into you know like the look of it changes the score changes everything about it changes in a second and it becomes like a a literally completely different show and it's so clever and creative and I, i was watching this this is like the most high concept interesting thing i've seen in a long time I'm probably butchering this explanation, but it's <laughs> no, just... No, I'm there. I wrote, is it, is this so meta that it's tricking me? It, it feels like you are up your own ass with this show. Like, they're awful Boston accents. They're in Worcester. Yeah, like and The also- old-fashioned sitcom lighting and the laugh track and, like, the set of it. It reminded me of that show, Unhappily Ever After, from, like, the mid-'90s. Yeah. That was sort of like a Married with Children knockoff. Yeah. That's what they're going for. Yeah, it's like... I feel like the main show they're bidding is like Kevin Can Wait, that awful Kevin James show. <laughs> oh, God. With the title, obviously. But yeah, like that's that's what they're going for. They want those scenes to be lame. And the guy they have playing the husband is such a perfect, like, dipshit guy who's... And yeah, the, the show's... He's very easy to hate. The show's set guy. in Boston and has so many bits that I felt like they were throwing, like, just out to me, like... Her ringtone is the shipping up to Boston. Yeah, I wrote that down too. And her husband changed the name of his phone to the the love of your life. So many bits like that where I was just like, did I write this? Kurt Schilling coasters, Wade Boggs rookie card on the wall. Was this show incepted from my mind? I think I that think it the funny part is it, it's like the guy, the actor who plays Kevin is supposed to be 35. And I think he's like 43 in real life. Yeah, classic. If he's 45, kind of if, he's supposed, if he's 35, I'm 19. Because yeah. he looks awful. And uh, it, it's unique. And yeah, the main girl on the show, I can't remember her name. What is... I don't remember it either. Yeah. But she was on Shit's Creek. She played the daughter on that show. 
She's way oh. better on this than she was on that. I hate Schitt's Creek. It's to me, it's like the most overrated show it was, that's ever existed. It was overrated. Monty's at home, like, no. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like she nails she's great in both shows. Like the fake cheese ball sitcom one, and then like the real breaking bad style show when it's just her. Right. And the show turns into like there's this whole storyline with her like finding pills for this person. It really is two shows in one, and they're both great, in my opinion. And you got Kevin Chapman, friend of the show, sneaking into that supporting cast, who was a a character actor who plays like the 14th lead in Mystic River. He used to come into Blockbuster and Marshfield when I used to work there. And I would talk his ear off like he was Brad Pitt. And he always hi Kevin. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed your work on Brotherhood. Yeah. And when you have a uh, a penis scene, that scene in Mister River where you like they put him in the back of the car, if you know what I mean. That was sick. I am a Kevin Chapman guy. I have a lot yeah. of Kevin Chapman stock after his role. He has a big role in Brotherhood, and and I've been pushing that show <laughs> on pretty much everybody I know since it came on the air, mm. and no one will ever watch it. Yeah, that is that's a tall order. I've tried, it just it didn't grab me for whatever reason. It's a shame. Probably that showtime stink. <laughs> As you know, I am a showtime fanatic. Mm. But yeah, this show's decent. I subscribe to AMC Plus to finish it because I'm a sicko, but AMC Plus kind of stinks, so I may finish it and then deactivate it. Yeah. I literally laughed out loud when I saw that ad for an AMC Plus original movie. Joe Manganello in fucking the adventure whatever the hell that movie was i can't remember what it was called but yeah they're they're trying they're like can we be a contender amc plus probably not i mean they had breaking bad yeah but their time has passed they had breaking bad and mad men walking dead yeah and now all those shows are either over or should have been over and they're just kind of out to lunch wd whatever the abbreviation but yeah if you're in the mood T-W-D. for a uh, a bean set comedy drama that's two shows in one and very creative clever and wacky check out kevin can fuck himself you don't need to have amc plus it airs on regular amc but they give you an episode like a week early mm. or something like that so check it out i'm a big fan that's all i watched that's reviewable how about you that's about all I watched. I mean, we haven't started our uh, John Adams watch yet this year. I'm going to go ahead and put on Wedding Crashers just to <laughs> cleanse my mental palate from anything to do with John Adams. Yes. To remind the fans, a friend of the show, Cod, is rewatching John Adams like he does every year because he's sick in the head. Send him help. Wow. Well, Dad kind of butters around the house. Aunt Liz sends her best. She couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, I know. She's dead. <laughs> from the grave. She sends her best from the grave. We've become extremely spiritual. I'm going to, for whatever reason, it rewound us 10 seconds here. So I'm going to give us an extra 10. Okay. Just as say, a heads up. I wasn't going to call it out, but I thought I remembered hearing this last week. I caught him. For whatever reason, uh, Apple made a mistake. Wow. You know, it was a really hot episode of Loki this week. 
Are you actually still watching Loki? I am. I think it's gotten better in the past couple weeks. Mm. And there's only two more, so... Are you a Tom Holland guy? Or a He's Tom a... Hiddleston guy? Not so much. I don't dislike him. He's just kind of whatever. The fact... I'll watch anything with Owen Wilson. He's a friend of the show. Dibs. Dibs. She's all yours. That dibs? <laughs> we go to weddings all the time and call dibs on the babes. It's cool guy stuff. Watching a movie you love in really small increments is kind of maddening. Isn't it? I don't know how we do this every week. Also, I can't see it right now, so I'm just I'm listening to it. It sounds better this way on the mic, though. Say, got a crier. And that's a little over ninety because I had to catch up. Wow. Yeah, it's true. This is. Don't worry, actually, folks. I have. And this isn't even a spoiler. It's just a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> I have a TV going. Did I tell you this? I got a TV, 50-inch oh, TV really? going right there. Oh. So we will not have to play this game anymore. That'll of, be fun. And it'll sound better, and it'll be something we can actually just turn around and take a fucking peek at. So I, I thought mean, that would be exciting. It'll go July 15th, the install guy's coming, because he has to do the upstairs, too. That's fucking dope. The I thought that might be something you might be interested in. <laughs> the chill zone is evolving. We will now have two TVs down here, which is so necessary. What are you plugging this week? I mean, check out friend of the show, Mike Mitchell and the Tomorrow War. Check out the new episode of the South Shore Boys. It's Boys with a Z. Available on all podcast platforms. Pa, 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 pa. Um, and follow us on Instagram and off the podcast on Twitter, Podcast Enough. You can find me at Skip Season. What are you plugging this week, Rye? Uh, ankfit.com I'm looking for trainers I have uh, I, it's a short list I'm not looking for a ton of people but I, I do want to have some quality experienced personal trainer fitness coaches so reach out ankfit.com is a great way to find me uh, my email address phone number everything is on there and we can connect yeah. send somebody that you know and maybe change their life Ooh. I'll give him a big hug and a kiss. Wow. Especially if they're a man. He's <laughs> back. Next week on the program, Black Widow comes out. Are we Black Widow guys? If it's free. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we might be watching Black Widow next week. There's something else that comes out. I can't remember what it is. We'll figure it out and let you know on our social media that you're about to follow. Folks, I think that's enough. Have a go on that. Yeah, go ahead and have a go. We would love that. Wow. <laughs> Thought we were done. You boys think that... You can keep me off the program by telling me the wrong time to be here. Wow. I, I was outside of my truck, <laughs> and I'm here now, and you're, you're trying to wrap up the show without me. God damn it. Hank, Hank got down here. Our plan didn't work. He's I haven't been able to appear in nearly a month. You queers have been hiding my microphone and my, my cowboy hat. Wow. Hank, I... I'm furious. Fuck. I can get
I really... I mean, yeah, we were trying to... We're trying to excise you from the program, but... You one of them Israelites? <laughs> is that what this is about? You are a coward. <laughs> am I an Israelite? I think I might be, Hank. I, myself, am a Christian, and I would never, ever forbid a man, a white man, from being on the, on the radio. Mm. And I wouldn't... And I feel a post-credit sequence is a humiliation to Hank and the Hank bloodline. Yes. Pure Aryan white bloodline. I heard that you were down in Florida helping Milo Yiannopoulos open his anti-gay conversion centers. Is this true, Hank? I would say that he was helping me open my anti-gay <laughs> conversion church. Okay, I misspoke. Yes, we yes, use, yes. we lobotomize the homosexuals. Wow. And we remove their frontal lobe, and they are no longer able to make decisions from the devil. Wow. So and they like, are either straight or zombies. Either way, they're not gay. I accept it. So you and Milo are opening some sort of a gay Shutter Island type situation down there and just really going to town on people? <laughs> Shut her down. That's good. You got me. He's back. See ya. Have a good...